Welcome to Trinity Health's brand new podcast, Living Our Values, brought to you by your colleagues from Mission Integration. Our nationwide ministry spans the continuum of care in order to be people's most trusted partner in health throughout their life. Through all the ways we provide care, we are bound together by the legacy of our founders. This legacy informs who we are, how we provide care, and is rooted in our core values of reverence, commitment to those who are poor, safety, justice, stewardship, and integrity. In this podcast, we will hear stories from colleagues across Trinity Health about the care we provide, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. In this, our first season, we will hear stories from leaders across the system who, through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and civil unrest, found hope in the way we live our values. Hi, my name is Julie Carter, and I serve as Vice President of Mission Services with Trinity Health at St. Mary's Healthcare System in Athens, Georgia. And today I am joined by my colleague and friend, Dr. Titus Gambrell. Titus, would you like to introduce yourself? Good afternoon. My name is Titus Gambrell, and I'm blessed to serve as the Chief Nursing Officer and Vice President for St. Mary's Healthcare System based out of Athens, Georgia, and we have our services throughout the Northeast Georgia area. Thanks. So first, why don't you share a little bit with us about how you landed here at St. Mary's and what your trajectory has been? I believe I was actually led to St. Mary's when I considered where I wanted to go next in my career. It was really kind of a no-brainer. And so there was a position open at the time and everything just kind of lined up and it worked out. And one of my favorite stories to tell about my entry into St. Mary's was as I was walking in, there was scrolling messages on a TV in the lobby. And the message really was pretty much spot on and that was where you are is where you're supposed to be and it just really touched me and then through the interview processes and all that just really felt like this was where I was really led to be in my next spot in my career it's been a wonderful experience yeah thank you and what a spot to be in this past year or so I think it's kind of fitting that you and I are talking today as we conclude a week of recognizing national Hospital and Healthcare Week. And last week, we also paid special tribute to our nurses during the National Nurses Day. So, sitting here with these landmarks, I was wondering if you would share with us kind of your reflections as leading the nurses throughout our healthcare system through a global pandemic. I would be amiss if I didn't really talk about some of the fundamental emotions that most all of us, no matter whether we were in a leadership position or in the front giving care, there was a lot of fear that we had to face, right? And we had to really kind of grapple with that at the same time, uh, showing confidence to our patients and to the public that we serve. So reflecting back some of the earliest memories, though quite raw, there was still such a strong faith that you had to dig down deep in to tap into. And so I heard that you know throughout our ministry where individuals that as we were trying to make decisions as to how do we treat this particular condition? How do we protect our colleagues, our patients, etc.? So I found myself along the side of the nurses really having conversations and dialogue about what really is important here. What steps do we need to take to take care of ourselves, but with the patient-centered? Yes, it's hard now that we've all become kind of maybe used to COVID in a way, used to the 
mask wearing and the protocols and, of course, this sense of relief with the vaccines. It's almost hard to remember how frightening it was at the very beginning. But I agree with you that it did come back to, well, let's figure out what's most important in terms of serving the patients and how that really drove all the decisions. Were there any particular incidents in which there was a decision point that you can think of in which that was a particularly important factor, thinking about the patients first? Really, the first call I got from our director of lab services alerting me that we were having our first testings, and then it was our first positives. There were so many firsts that come along. With each one of those, it seemed that though we had measures in place, we had written protocols, we had put a great deal of energy and time into focusing on what our plan would be in response, more of a incident command center plus our patient care plan. With each one, when you really took yourself from the macro down to the micro with that patient-centered focus. It really was about the patient in the bed, about a particular patient. And so with each one of those, really going back to the clinicians at the bedside and our nurses, our respiratory therapists, where we really had to kind of pull in and talk about processes and procedures and had a lot of great guidance from our parent company, Trinity Health. So I thought it was really nice in the sense that we really honored the sacredness of each one of our patients and each individual nurse, but then collectively we were able to make movement, if that makes sense. Yes, and I saw that too. I saw all the effort coming from Trinity to provide us guidance and well-thought-out, clinically-based protocols, but when it came down to it, it was at the bedside that it was still all patient-focused. And I think that my observation is that, as you touched on, the sanctity of each precious patient, the reverence we owe to each of them, at the end of the day was that driving factor. I know that you were incredibly supportive of the nurses who were working in very uncomfortable conditions for long hours, and yet really were committed to being a presence for a patient when no family could be at the bedside at that time. I think for me, that was one of the harder things. And I don't know if you had an opportunity to coach the nurses on that and talk about how important that was, not just from a clinical perspective, but from the kind of emotional and spiritual support that that offered to patients and their families. I don't know that it immediately struck any of us that we would become surrogates our chaplains the same way as our nurses. It had to be a bridge to bridge that communication. It was really neat to kind of see how we embraced technology and began to utilize that as best we could. But not all of our patients or families are tech savvy, if you will. So we still had quite a void there. I would say the toughest conversations, but they were some of the sweetest, really related to thinking specifically with the nurses to their struggle of having to be that proxy, if you will, to not make decisions, of course, but just to kind of be there to hold a hand, to listen to the family member on the other line crying. When we look back, that will be one of the most difficult things that we've experienced with COVID, and that was the lack of family 
our significant other to be present in person with our patients. And, and that happened a lot. We probably prayed more in the past 16 months than we have in many more years prior. So there was a lot of rays of sunshine through the midst of the clouds just from that human compassion that I saw and the relationships that were built within the interprofessional team was amazing as well. Yes, I think that each of us has been deeply impacted by this experience, but perhaps these nurses with really the privilege, but also a little bit of the burden of accompanying these patients through transitions from life into death, I think is probably one of the most profound. As we hopefully are looking forward with COVID vaccines being thankfully effective and now readily available, what are some of the remaining challenges that you see for us as we continue to cope with the virus? I've finished a call with the Trinity Work Group that I've been asked to co-lead, and it's a clinical care and infectious disease provider work group. And so it's been most interesting to be on the front end of this. So how do we get familiar with our, our routine types of patients in the midst of ongoing infections? So I think that's going to present ongoing challenge. But again, the lessons that we learn that were progressive in healthcare delivery, we'll be able to employ those strategies, those modalities, and it will actually, I do believe, have a, a positive impact on our care of the community at large. Right. Lots of lessons learned, unfortunately, the hard way. But it's strikes me that it's almost impossible to separate out some of these decisions that are on the horizon from our commitments to stewardship and in terms of how do we continue to balance resources with continuing to address COVID-19 while also, as you were saying, adequately care for all these other healthcare issues, many of which have been postponed. And unfortunately, we're all learning that In many cases, those who are perhaps traditionally underserved and less connected to healthcare access suffered more than others as a result of the pandemic. So balancing all those commitments, justice, stewardship, and ultimately integrity that we continue to be the ministry we say we are with that continued commitment to caring for all these people in a way that honors their individual dignity. So thank you for touching on so many of those aspects. I am grateful to have you as a partner in this because you really embrace and promote what I think of as St. Mary's being a place, a family, and a place that genuinely cares for every person that walks through the doors. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. This is Julie Carter. Thanks everyone for listening. Peace and all good blessings. Thank you for listening, and we hope you are inspired by the stories that remind us of who we are, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. May we always work to serve together in the spirit of the gospel as a transforming and healing presence within our communities.